0: Kicks and Kicks is the only talk show that meets your sneaker and martial arts needs. I'm your host, Jacko, and today I'm here with lifelong sneakerhead and big fitness inspiration to me, Jesse Wines. How you doing, buddy?
1: Good, man. Good, good talking to you, man.
0: No, we were just saying it's crazy to actually. Uh, You know, I've been following you for months and I've been seeing all your workouts and sneaker stuff and it's just so like crazy to finally be speaking to you face to face. I say this like every episode, but it's something that I'm not going to be able to get over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, same here, man. I mean, uh, we pretty much connected during the pandemic. I mean, because you and I were both kind of doing the at home stuff and uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I'm uh, I'm honored to have this opportunity.
0: No, no, it should be good. I mean, obviously, I contacted you over like the because of the sneakers and and the workouts and stuff but after like speaking to you in dms you told me about this incredible like weight loss journey that i'm hopefully we'll get into a bit later on uh, in the episode as well but we'll start with the sneakers just because that's like it's kind of the common ground between us so yeah you know you're posting pictures you got the dunks harachis air force ones uh yeah you know lots of nike running and training shoes but we'll take it back to the start so what you know, what got you into sneakers? Where did it, where did that all come from?
1: So really it started, I think I was in sixth grade and, uh, there was this kid in my class who wasn't like, you know, not the type of type of kid that you would think would be into sneakers or anything like that. And I remember I was standing at the water fountain and he came up behind me and he had on the Reebok pumps when they like first dropped. I was like, oh, my God, this dude's got these these pumps, man. So I went home. I told my parents about it because at that time, my parents just bought me trash. Oh, my God. Like, (laughs) you know, just garbage. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with like McGregor sneakers. You basically get them at like you get them at like Kmart's and stuff like just trash shoes. I remember I ran home and I told my parents, I was like, yo, these dunks, like I got to have these dunks. So like, okay, we could take you to the store and look at them. We, we go to the store and I think they were like a hundred bucks retail at that point. And my parents just laughed at me and they ended up buying me a pair of, I don't know if you remember, there was like a blacktop, Reebok blacktops back in the day.
0: I don't know. It was a bit before my time, if I'm honest. Yeah, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah.
1: well, the catch was it kind of looked like a pump, but the, okay. the basketball was actually screen printed on the tongue so again okay. my parents get me these i go to school and just get clowned oh my <laughs> god so that's really where it all started that's um, the
0: origin story is when yeah, you're getting laughed yeah. at you're like i'm gonna show these guys i'm gonna yeah yeah i exactly. be a collector. yeah
1: and then a few years later just coincidentally um right down the street from where i grew up this little spot popped up called sneaker den and uh I would ride my bike up there and just hang out with the dudes that own the shop. And they were super nice. And, um, you know, at that time, and I think it still happens this way. Um, each season Nike would send them a catalog and it's basically, you know, what do you want to order for the fall? What do you want to order for the spring? And it's all the sneakers. And I remember it was like, you know, the Jordan twos, Jordan threes, um, you know, the early Bo Jackson's, um, all the original trainers. And I would mm. just sit there with the dudes and, you know, they would be like, you know, what are kids wearing in school? And I would point out like what, just so they knew what to order for the shop. Yeah. So yeah. it was a cool experience. Um, you know, and at that time, Starter was popping off. So they started getting the Starter jackets in and the Starter hats. And it was just a cool time because it was so pure at that time and it was so new. and yeah. um, And for me, it was like, there was no such thing as like a sneakerhead so for me it was like this cool like new experience that i felt like i was having on my own you know what i mean so yeah
0: i think like nowadays sneakerhead is such like a overused it's term like so, so many people oh know God. you know a sneakerhead and they try and be sneakerheads and stuff like i'm um, for for me it's funny because i everyone i've spoken to they always have like a specific place or like a setting where it all kind of started and for me it was yeah. um my first job was at a golf course and then um that I started work at like something stupid like two or like three a.m or something like that just like cleaning the golf balls and stuff so (laughs) it was not nice so uh and there's actually like a Nike outlet near me so I went to apply for there um and we had to do some like kind of group task kind of thing and design a shoe uh so I didn't, I wanted to go in there with like as much knowledge as possible. So I started researching all this stuff. Like this was like, this was like, I was 15, 16. So it was like six or so years ago or something like that. So I was researching all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, researching all the, all the new ones that are coming out. And the the manager actually watching me was a stockroom guy. So he was the guy that actually ordered all the stock in. So instead of like focusing on the task, I went and spoke to this guy and I was like, oh, have you heard about these new, like I I was looking at, they were doing the um, self-lacing shoes, you know, from back to the future. It was kind of that time and stuff. So I was looking at all the new releases and speaking to him. And because he obviously saw that I was like, I was actually passionate at the time, but I was like showing an interest in you know all the different shoes that were coming out he yeah. actually gave me a role um in the warehouse rather than out the front like on the tills and stuff so oh, wow yeah so then i got to you know i got to open up all the new packages that came in and it was almost like a you know it was christmas every time we got a delivery that's amazing man i was just ripping open the boxes are oh, the new jordans and stuff it was an outlet. That's amazing it was an outlet so it wasn't like the really exclusive stuff but you yeah know, we got some yeah. jordan ones, some air maxes in there as well um so yeah that that was my first experience i mean i'm i'm relatively new to it just because like I you know i, I wasn't around like when jordan and michael jordan yeah. was about and stuff so yeah yeah that's yeah, sort yeah. of been my and for me as well i i know like places like london and stuff i live in quite like a remote area so sneakers sort of haven't really caught up here if you get what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah in, sure. in school we'd have like uh people with air maxes you, you wouldn't see many jordans i don't. I, and at first I thought it was just because it was the UK like basketball um isn't really as big over here it's more like soccer Mm -hmm. or or football for us yeah um so we'd be looking at more like Adidas shoes and stuff like that but I think it's just the place that I live it's not really like fashion centric it's more yeah you know farmer's field and stuff like that so Yep, different experiences yep. it, is, it is crazy different experiences just getting into the game um but you well, did
1: I, I mean I mean the word that you use passion when you were talking about you know when you're talking that stock room dude I mean that's what it's all about and that's what I think like now it's not about that it's not about like that passion of the shoe you know what I mean now it's about like resell and yeah you know people only want to buy what's hot it's i mean it's it's kind of depressing. I could go on for like six hours about how I feel about all that,
0: but yeah, I'm sure you could even you could probably uh, you know give me the details better than I could remember, but dunks right now they're like hun- they're reselling for hundreds right and yeah. I'm sure ba- back in the day they were like less than a hundred right
1: yeah, from I, my um, understanding
0: is that correct no, yeah? no I, yeah,
1: yeah I mean when I was um I guess when I was in my early 20s, um, I was living by myself and I had a like a crappy little uh, freelance job at that point. And um, so I didn't have a ton of sneakers at that point. And I remember I went to a local mall and I got a pair of the Villanova Dunks, the Villanova Dunk Highs. And they were $34 just sitting there. I mean, they were like practically dusty. You know, and I had a couple other Dunk Lows that I found at, like, random sneaker places that I would get for, like, 50 bucks. You know what I mean? So Mm. to see where it's gone now is is crazy. Um, But, you know, it it just takes one rapper, like Travis Scott or somebody like that, to wear this stuff, and then it pops off, which, again, is frustrating, but, you know, it's...
0: It's the world we live in. Yeah, it's the world we live in today, so not it really is. much we can do so what yeah. kind of what what year was the um were, were you you know helping this shop out what kind of year was that roughly
1: that was early 90s that was like I want to say like 92 93 so I go way back I mean mm. I'm an old I'm old washed dad so I've been, <laughs> I've been in this for a long time so yeah I mean um and what know, kind of shoes me- were they
0: what kind of shoes are they that you were helping them out with I mean, thing.
1: it was, you know, it was the Jordans at that point. Um, a lot of trainers like the Bo Jacksons, um, yeah. you know, at that point, Ken Griffey Jr.'s kicks were starting to come out and and, and they were hot. Um, you know, like I said, the Reebok pumps, everything like that. Um, trying to think what else was really popular back then. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. But, um, you know, for us as kids back then in Jordan's prime, you know, you were excited to see the beginning of the season, to see what kicks he would pull out, and then to watch him play in them. And I've, I've always had an affinity for what sneakers look like on screen. Like, you know, That's there's been a lot of basketball shoe models that when you hold them in your hand, they're kind of funky. But there's something about them when you see them on screen on the players it just makes you fiend for them so that's kind of what it was like you know in the early 90s watching these guys like Barkley he was another one you know all of his kicks were super hot um you know and then there was random guys that came up like Chris Weber. you know his first couple models were super popular but again it was all it wasn't what we do now where we go on the internet and we see pictures of all these shoes. It was literally turning on games and seeing these guys balling in them and being like, Oh my God, you know, it looks so dope yeah. on screen. So. It, seem,
0: it seems nowadays, it seems to be more focused on uh, like hip hop rappers and stuff like that. It seems yep. to be like what the, the youth of today seems to be looking at like, what are those guys doing as opposed to like, um, I'm, I mean, for me personally, like I, you know I've, i'm not big into basketball i've seen like zion has some shoes and stuff like that so yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it seems to be more like the travis Scotts and people like that now that really influence like sneakers which
1: yeah and drake and yeah. all those guys i mean um again though it's all the social media because if you you know you're scrolling through they're mostly showing you know celebrities and kicks and stuff like that so these kids are seeing all that stuff and it's just, you know, it, it's different now. I mean, even back um, in, I would say, like, the mid-2000s, when LeBrons and Katie's and the Kobe's, they were all jumping off. Um, I would say it's, it's even different now because, I mean, you look at, like, Giannis as a Sig, and, like, little kids wear that kind of stuff, you know? Little kids wear the Kyries, mm. but we were all wearing them. I mean, I was in my 30s, and I was wearing LeBrons, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's just, it's, it's really migrated now to lifestyle, you know, lifestyle is the most popular model. that so you can pick up now.
0: Yeah. So I see mostly on your Instagram, you're wearing your Nikes. So you, you'd say you're on team Nike all the way. Yeah,
1: or... I would. I, I, yeah. I, I was heavy on boost and Yeezy for like, God, three or four years. And my friends still clown me because I was like, all Adidas, all Yeezy. It drove my wife crazy because she can't stand Kanye. Yeah. And uh, you know, when he went off in the direction he went off in, I was like, I'm done. Like I got rid of every I <laughs> sold all his merch. I sold all of his sneakers. I was like, I was just done. And uh since then, yeah, it's just straight up Nike, man.
0: All Nike. Yeah, no, because I had a little scroll through, I was like, yeah. is that I play it like fairly straight down the middle. Like I'm completely biased to Nike, but I have some Adidas and some Yeezys and stuff like that. But I was like, this guy, he's, he must hate Adidas, you know? <laughs> I,
1: no, I I, <laughs> I respect these other brands, but to, to be completely honest with you, it's like, I don't want to open up that Pandora's box because I already buy enough sneakers now. So like, yeah. you know, I see like dope new balances drop and stuff like that. And it's like, I can't, slide down that lane because i know that if i go buy the new balance then i mean, gotta buy I fits yeah i gotta yeah. buy fits to go with all that and it's just it's too much man my, my wife will freak out
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what what kind of shoes are you wearing for like training what do, do you put much thought into that or is it just any kind of nike
1: uh so as far as like training um i really love frees i've always stuck mm. with whatever free models i can get my hands on um, yeah me
0: too yeah because
1: i just love that feel you know when you're doing cross training activities and stuff like that like being able to feel the ground and being able to have something versatile under your feet i love that feeling like i tried those what are those Those metacons or whatever yeah, and they're the mostly flat ones. for like, yeah, yeah. they're mostly for like meat heads and stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. like I can't, you can't be doing like side lunges and stuff like that in those. So, yeah, I, I, I mostly stick with free models um, and for running for a while there, I was with Brooks, um, Brooks running. And okay. um, the, the reason that I was using them is because I was having knee and back issues so i went to a running store and got professionally fitted and they fitted me in brooks so i just stuck with them for like 4 years but um you know the 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 vain sneakerhead in me i hated the look of the brooks so mm-hmm. when the infinities the react infinities dropped yeah. i watched like a zillion youtube reviews and read a bunch on them and um everybody had great things to say about them so i'm on my third model of those now and they've been great um
0: Mm. so yeah okay yeah no for me it's freeze all the way as well i mean yeah because obviously i'm doing martial arts like if i'm fighting and stuff i'm barefoot so it makes sense for me to be you know running in barefoot and weightlifting and training in barefoot so i want to get as close to that as possible obviously so that's why i'm using the the yeah, I've
1: noticed that you rock the freeze in some of
0: your workouts. That's mm. cool. Yeah, if I can't go barefoot, it's freeze all the way. I've got some yeah. other, I've got some like uh, you know Zoom technology ones as well at like Pegasus yep. and stuff like that. But I've shied away just from wearing those just because I want to make sure I'm getting you know the the foot strengthening and calf strengthening. Yeah, the, the, and it the, just
1: feels awkward. I mean, like when mm. you know when you're doing like lunges, like I said, all these different um, positions and stuff. If, if you don't have something that's flexible under your feet, it just, it doesn't work.
0: No, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And I said Metcons as well. Um, but yeah, got, got rid of those a long time ago. Cause they yeah, just, they're like, yeah, yeah
1: they're, they're meathead joints. Literally they're live like in for, bricks
0: on my feet. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned in the DMs that you, uh, played basketball. So how, how was that experience for you? What kind of kicks were you rocking in, in basketball?
1: So, um, you know, as I had mentioned, I was like really overweight as a kid. So as a way to combat that, we had a really, we had a, we had a big driveway in the house I grew up in. So my dad put up a hoop and, um, that was like a game changer. I mean, all the kids from the neighborhood would come over, kids from high school were coming over. And, uh, God, I've, the stuff that I was playing. I mean, I I played in the penny ones back then. You know, the ones that uh, the side, the foam comes up the side. So I was, yeah. I was playing in those. I was playing in some Barclays. Um, God, Air Ops. I remember the Air Ops. I've I balled in for a while. Um, the um, the Zoom ninety fives. You know, the ones that have like the they look like hubcaps on the side. The J Kid
0: i'm I'm not i'm not familiar yeah, with those, no. yeah
1: yeah, so I, I balled in those for a while, so a lot of like the early nineties stuff, which was terrible for your feet and and uh you know the tech the technology was pretty flimsy, but mm. yeah, that was the type of stuff that I played in, and I actually uh, for a while there I was even wearing air max ones to play ball in, and you know they would fall they would get destroyed, yeah. <laughs> but they were so they were so comfortable to play in
0: mm. um and so were were you not so active like before the basketball then was that something did did you get the hoop just to sort of combat the you know the way yeah or... I, I
1: that's that's probably what my 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 dad's thinking was um I was pretty good at baseball growing up, and um you know I played in a few leagues I played um on some like all star tournaments I played in high school for a little while um but I was always huge like I was always the kid that like You know during practice when they would make us run around the field i was a kid that would fall down and fake ankle injury so i didn't have to i didn't have to finish it you know and now i run like 10 miles like it's no problem which is crazy to me still but um yeah i just uh you know i was i was always really athletic but i was heavy as hell so Mm -hmm. you know it was a challenge um but yeah, having the hoop and starting to play basketball a lot more, that definitely, I mean, because you get that cardio in that, yeah. you know, baseball, baseball is easy for you to be all chubby and stuff like that and still get away with it, but a lot of standing around. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, yeah, of, standing a lot of standing around. Yeah. 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 Um, but with basketball, you can't really get away with that. Uh,
0: that that's a good point as well. Cause I think obviously like you, you not you're not hundred percent sure if it was for the weight loss that you got the hoop and stuff like that, but when people are trying to lose weight they always try they always start with like the hardest thing first I don't I don't yes. know if you've realized that they always try yes. like, okay I'm going to run up like 10 yes. miles which would have not been useful for you at the time do you know what I mean yes but like I go I go to martial arts some form of martial arts training like five days a week and then mm-hmm. it, during my lunch break for work I'm either lifting weights or running so and people are like oh how do you how do you do that and I'm saying Mm -hmm. am I I don't even have that good um willpower it's not I'm not that I don't like Mm -hmm. have to try to do that because it's just something that I enjoy and that's what Mm -hmm. I think once you find something that you enjoy that's when you can really hit your stride and like yes progress to the next level
1: yeah for sure and I mean you know the other thing too is when you start seeing results you know what I mean that's that's the other thing but like you said there's a lot of people that come they fire out of the gates I mean Mm. there's been countless people on Instagram that have hit me up and they're like you know I'm gonna start running I'm gonna start running I'm like cool you know what I mean And, and like you know we'll DM back and forth and they'll be tagging me and stuff and the next thing I know, three weeks later, they're, they're ghosts. There's no more running. There's no more anything. And it's because, you know, they started out the gate trying to run six, seven miles. It took me years to get to the point where I could run six, seven miles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of the patience that I've had through this journey, a lot of it is, um, I don't know if, if you're familiar with the show, The Biggest Loser. I don't know if they had
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So one of the things that I learned from that, listening to the trainers talk to these people, especially in the beginning, is like when they would have some of those challenges where they would have them run, the whole thing was like, you can't fire out of the gates. And that's like that with any fitness journey that you're getting ready to embark on. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to start out slow because you sabotage yourself. You know what I mean? You beat yourself up, you know, I'm fat, I can't, I'm never going to lose this weight. But if you kind of like tread slowly, you know, eventually you get stronger, you know?
0: Yeah. For me, it's, I I found that little and often works best for me. Like, especially when starting out, it was just like, okay, I'm going to like get my heart rate up and do some exercise like three times a day. And that's, and then it's built, slowly built up where now I'm doing like, like sometimes I'm doing jujitsu for like two and a half hours at night after an hour's like weight session in the morning. So it's just like, I'm, you know, it's crazy man so but again like I said it's not it's not because I'm like trying really hard to do it it's because like for me there is no alternative like that's actually what I want to do and I think that's like the point that you need to get to where you actually learn to love it because if I like what if I wasn't doing it I wouldn't be like feeling terrible because like I'm gonna gain weight or something like that it would just be because I haven't done what Mm. I enjoyed doing that day And that's like a Mm -hmm. powerful thing that that you can like learn to love what sucks. Because no matter how much you enjoy it, we can both admit that sitting in bed and watching Netflix and eating the ice cream and stuff is more comfortable than like the jiu-jitsu class. (laughs) And no matter who (laughs) you are, of course it is. But Yeah, yeah, for sure. I but I enjoy the jiu jitsu class as well. And once you get there, it's just so much easier. So anyway, I'm rambling, but what I'm saying is little and often that's what I would say. No, no, it's and I think if you go, if you start the week and you go for like a massive workout, like say I'd like try to crank out like a hundred push-ups on Monday, right? On mm-hmm. Tuesday, I'd be mm-hmm. sore. I'd do nothing. Yeah. On Wednesday, I'd be like, I'm still yeah. a bit sore. And I, yeah. and I kind of nearly did a hundred. So I'm, I'm good actually. But if I then, if I did like 20 a day yeah. or something like that over a longer period of time, I've made so much more progress. Do you know what I mean? So I think it can be broken down in a lot of different ways that, yeah you know people they get on um you know like you said they get on instagram and they're like i'm gonna do x amount and it just it it falls through and i think that's the same for diet as well because sorry go go, sorry go ahead
1: no I, i was gonna say the other thing too is um i feel like people are so focused you know now everybody wants to focus on macros and and gains and you know you see the guys in the gym that keep the ledgers and the books all the time and I've never been that dude because like I just feel like that makes it 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 almost like pressurizes it whereas like all the fitness stuff for me it's supposed to be a release it's supposed to be where like I let go of all that stuff and I just do what my body can take that day and I feel like people get too like you know they've got their books out and they're like well i did you know six reps of x weight yesterday so i gotta ramp it up today and it's like no just listen to your body just do yeah. what your body can do you know what i mean and i i just feel like people get so focused micro focused on stuff when it's like really just strip all that stuff away and just listen to your body you know what i mean like
0: i totally get what you're saying yeah and yeah to do with like diet as well i think people yeah they'll go into it and they'll be like okay th- last week i was eating the mcdonald's and the kfc yep. and stuff yep. this week i'm gonna eat just salad leaves do you yep. know what i mean yeah you know i'm gonna cut out no- like beer and kfc to salad yes. leaves and water never yes. gonna happen never ever gonna happen no
1: no and i and i mean i was that dude for years i mean i struggled you know i was always you know, I, I went through the period where, you know, growing up, I didn't work out at all, and I was just, you know, heavy, everything like that. And then I started to get into like the gym when I was in high school, but I was one of those like fit fat dudes. I was one of those dudes that was like, oh, well, I went to the gym for an hour today, so I can go pound, you know, beers and sandwiches and everything because I worked out today. You know what yeah. I mean? And and I rode that out for a long time. And then um, I think it was like 2009, um, I had belonged to a gym for like four or five years. And there was a trainer there that I got pretty friendly with. And one day he came up to me and he was like, bro, I see you in here six days a week. You're not doing anything right. You're not losing any weight. He's like, if you give me the opportunity, like I'll volunteer to help you out because I know that you're going to put the work in. So I was like, whatever, dude, whatever, whatever you want me to do. So, you know, we started with my diet. We, we put my diet ahead of any of the weight training and cardio and everything like that. And it was, it wasn't the dramatic, you know, like you were saying, like last week you're eating KFC and now you're just eating cabbage. It was more small steps, like don't put cream in your coffee drink your coffee black or you know when you eat a salad use balsamic in it not ranch dressing and little steps like that drink a gallon of water a day and man within three months my weight weight was just coming off and i ended up dropping 48 pounds in that year just based on that simple stuff
0: that's crazy that is honestly yeah. that's so much that's insane. yeah it was, just, it, it was a from, ton. Yeah. Just from the it little things and it, as well. And
1: it, yeah, it was, it was just the easy stuff. And, you know, the other thing, like, I really enjoy going out with my friends and my wife. And I like drinking and everything like that. And, you know, I wanted to figure out a way that I could still do that stuff, but not be a slob. And he was like, you know, switch over to vodka, do vodka and club sodas. And that was another thing. Like, I stopped drinking beers. And it was like, it was all part of that, like, dramatic change. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So I've just kept that,
1: I've kept that going, you know, since then.
0: What kind of, did did he help you on your exercises as well? Yeah. What kind of things did he have you doing?
1: Well, I had never, I had never worked with a trainer. Um, I didn't really know too much about weight training to the point where I would go to the gym six days a week and i would literally just do everything i would do every body part oh, i did know yeah. like yeah. i didn't know like okay i'm going to do chest day today i'm back day i did everything you know and then went and drank 30 beers and ate a large pizza you know what i mean so he broke it up um, you know mondays is chest and back and tuesdays is this and it was like wow this is how you work out you know what I mean and mm. again that's something that I've carried into today like at least I know now that you split up body parts
0: you need to everything just, yeah yeah
1: Yeah, I was I was just doing nonsense I mean god I, I wasted so many years you know what I mean just being dumb
0: yeah for me I'm not I'm not sure what the uh the culture is like over there but for me like we all got to an age, 16 or something, when we could go into the gym. Everyone started just doing bench press, like, every single day. And, <laughs> yeah. like, like curl like, it was just, like, curls and yes. bench press, and that was it. Yes. Like, that's all yeah. we did. And, yeah. you know, you justify it because the bench press is going up, but really you're not, like, no. doing anything like you're not you're literally not doing anything
1: no so you Um, had those dudes walking around with like the big chests and arms but then with the big bellies too you know what i mean like it just because they weren't doing anything else
0: Mm. yeah and then you slowly (laughs) you know you slowly get into like uh the bro split you know it's the chest back and arms and stuff like that and then i've 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 moved away from that recently i've just started doing more like um functional kind of movements so yep. I've been doing yep. kettlebells um yep. I hit the compounds like every once in a while um yep. but it's so it's, it's 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 ironic right but back in the day I would just be trying to pack on like, I'd just be eating like fried chicken I'd just be trying to pack on <laughs> trying to get like huge um yeah, yeah. and I'd justify it by like you know the bench going up and stuff like that and my yeah. arms getting bigger and stuff like that yeah. and like I was I was I was like muscly but fat at the same time <laughs> yeah and the irony now is now I'm like I'm, I'm the same weight but I'm like you know my face is so much skinnier I don't, yeah I don't yeah. have like fat over me I've just like yeah. kept, kept the muscle and stuff like that and I can bench so much more than I could then <laughs> and I don't even do like half the <laughs> amount of training for that like area do you know uh... what I mean it it's all it's all yeah.
1: it, it's all a learning process, you know what I mean? Like that's mm. I don't I don't regret all of my my dumb years in fitness um because I feel like it just it was all these tiny steps to get to where I am today. And yeah. it also makes for a good story too for these people that are struggling, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, hey, I was a dummy too, you know what I mean? And it took me a really long time. Um, you know just I like being relatable to people. I don't like trying to be that person where it's like, you know, I'm at this spot now and I've always been at this spot. No, it was a struggle. Like Mm. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. Like like, uh, when I was in school, I I used to go to the gym, like um, with one guy and we used to think like chicken equals putting muscle on. Mm -hmm. So we'd be like, oh do you want after school do you want to go to kfc and get um hot wings you know i don't know if you guys have hot wings it might be yeah, something different yeah. over there but it's just like yeah, a tiny bit sure. of chicken like this big yes hot yeah. wings man come on yeah. what, what's Yo, going on <laughs> that's so funny that's
1: mm. so funny i i went through a period um i had like a corporate job and um the gym that i was going to i would go after work so during lunch we have these places around us called Wawa's and they're basically like, it's like a little convenience store and they make like hoagies. Do you know what a hoagie is? Like, like a sub, like a, you know. Okay, like, an like a subway kind sub. of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. like okay. that. So I would get a big hoagie like that a uh like a soda or some type of thing but do you know did you guys have EAS that product EAS like EAS shakes they were like no. protein shakes and like so I would eat all this junk food but pound one of these EAS like yeah. protein drinks and be like all right like I'm ready I'm ready to go to <laughs> the gym now and you know what I mean it was just so dumb oh god
0: yeah okay. no we've, we've we've all been there mate we've all been there What kind of, what's your uh, diet kind of looking like now? Are you sticking to any kind of, do you do like keto or something or are you just in general trying to eat healthy? I don't,
1: like I said, like even, you know, with like the people keeping logs and books and everything like that, I can't, I can't get that granular with it. So for me, what has worked is I basically do like a Monday through Friday where I'm pretty clean. You know what I mean? I do, um, I do, uh, like these protein pancakes first thing in the morning with almond butter. I'll eat Mm. that before I work out. And then, um, you know, I do kale shakes. Um, and then for lunches, I'll do, um, like bean burgers and cottage cheese dinner, like chicken, eggs, stuff like that. And I'll do that for the first five days of the week, then when the weekend comes around, Fat Jesse just comes out, man. That's when I just—that's when you've I got, go ham.
0: Yeah, you've got to release him at, at some point you've in got the week. To, or yeah, you, you're you going to cave. That balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And and you know, I'm sure if my friends listen to this, they'll probably take offense. But none of my friends are really into fitness the way that I'm into it. So yeah. for me, hanging out with them on the weekends, it's not going to be like hey let's go like eat a salad and drink some water like when you go out with the boys like you go out with the boys so like i can't you know what i mean like i'm not gonna be out there you know so it's a it's a good balance and i need it because i can't i can't just be that disciplined i need those releases you know what i mean and Mm. i still work out on the weekends and you know it's brutal because i have all that junk in my system but um you know, I just know that when Monday rolls around, you get back on it and it's hard and, you know, you feel beat. But by Wednesday, I'm feeling okay. And then, you know, then it's the weekend I do it.
0: Yeah, know. weekend again, again and then you're back yeah. to Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's really refreshing to, like, talk to someone who doesn't take it, like, overly, like, t- doesn't take it over the top because there's definitely two sides to it. Like, you yeah. know, there are people having wars on Twitter about, what you should oh and shouldn't God. eat and stuff and like you know I've I've been involved in stuff like that like um at the start of this year I um I uh, stopped eating meat for a bit just because you know I had uh, a family member that was a that was a bit ill and I just wanted to see like how it affect me as well mm-hmm. um so I tried that out for a bit but you know you you it, it, it almost takes more discipline to be able to have those like cheat I hate cheat days, but those cheat days on the weekends, those cheat days on the weekends, it takes more discipline to almost allow yourself to have that. And knowing that you're going to be okay on Monday, rather than like just going flat out the whole time, because again, it's not sustainable. Like the, like the um, going from KFC to, to lettuce or going from uh, no exercise to 10 miles in a day. It's just not sustainable to carry that over a long period of time. And it's about balance as well. Like you said, you'll go out of your mates and you'll be able to enjoy yourself instead of yeah. worrying about counting calories and yes, stuff like that. So no, it is refreshing to speak to someone who feels the same as me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm like that about everything, you know what I mean? Like if I get too zoned in, then it just, it's, it's not fun. And it it almost, it creates anxiety, you know what I mean? Like, hmm. I get that way when I know that I have a race coming up, you know, if I signed up for a race, like a 10 mile or something like that, it gives me so much anxiety leading up to it because it's like, okay, I know I have to hit a certain amount of miles leading up to it to make sure I'm fit enough to complete this race. And it stresses me out. Like I just, I can't, for me to get through anything, it's all like, feel and vibes and you know it's it's about just getting through it on my own accord not having to like hit a goal you know what i mean yeah listen to your own body listen to your own
0: body instead of worrying about like the rules that you have written down beforehand yeah yeah Yeah. okay so you've done you've done races then so what kind of what what races have you done?
1: done um i've done two or three half marathons, um, in Philly. And, um, for the past four years I've done, um, it's the broad street run. So broad street runs through, uh, center city, Philadelphia, and it's a 10 mile run. And it's like a historic run to Philly that it's been going on for, I think 42 years now. And it's actually the largest, um, 10 mile race in the country. Um, there's like 50,000 participants, which is insane. oh wow um, yeah. it takes it takes just an, it takes an hour just to get up to the starting line. You basically like are in a herd because like, you' like yeah, just, you're yeah to each other. you each yeah yeah, you just kind of like crawl to the starting line <laughs> but um, it was it was pretty awesome because when my daughter was um, I think she was two. I ran my first Broad Street run, and it's nationally televised. And just by happenstance, her and my wife are watching our, in, in the bedroom just as I was crossing the finish line. So my daughter talks about it all the time, like I'm like a superhero that she saw me on TV, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, So it's cool. I mean, you know, that type of stuff too, when you start having kids and they see you doing the stuff that you're doing that also motivates you to get up every day and keep doing it, you know?
0: Yeah, I was I was actually going to bring that up at the end. So obviously, I see you have a lovely family, kids and stuff like that. Have you, yeah. um, obviously from your experiences of like not being the healthiest when you were younger as well, have you sort of like encouraged them to take up sport or or, or have they done it off their own accord just because they've seen you do it?
1: Well, it's, you know, it's, it's one of these things that, My wife and I, because she also, when she was little, she was pretty big too. It it runs on both sides of our family. So we have to watch it with our kids. Mm. But there's like a healthy balance to that too. You know what I mean? Where it's like, because eating disorders are so prevalent, especially now. So you have Mm. to be really careful with how you talk to your kids about this stuff. I mean, especially my daughter who's seven now. And, you know, she loves her Doritos and pizza and stuff like that but we have to balance it off with you know we keep tons of fruit in the house and um you know we try to buy we don't buy any like processed like white breads and stuff like that so everything's whole grains and everything like that so we try to balance it off um you know, the one thing I guess that we are kind of crazy about is she's seven and has never had a soda. Like we've never given her a soda and she's seven years old, she doesn't even know what it tastes like. <laughs> um, because that stuff is just it's just so bad for it's you. It's like
0: petrol yeah. in it, really. <laughs> it, it it
1: really is. Yeah. It is. Um, but outside of that, you know, if she if she does a good job at school or something like that, like you buy the kid an ice cream, you know yeah, what I mean? Oh, like, for sure, yeah. I yeah, know yeah. some maniacs that are like try to keep that stuff away from their kids but i don't know that's like part of growing up you know what i no, mean No,
0: definitely it's... yeah no yeah you, you know encourage the you know being active and getting involved yeah. in team sports and stuff like that but kids need they need the sugar and the pizza sometimes you know so my
1: my my biggest thing is like you know my, like my daughter's shown that she wants to like sign up for soccer. Like she, she thinks she wants to play soccer or whatever. And like, that's cool. And, you know, she brought that up on her own that that was something she was interested in. And then, you know, my, my hopes are that they see what I'm doing every single day and that's just going to kind of set them on a healthier path. I mean, yeah. that was one of the blessings that came out of quarantine last year is for the first time in my kid's life, they saw what I was doing every day, because Mm. before that, you know, I was leaving at five o'clock in the morning, doing my workouts at the gym. And by the time they woke up, I was either in the shower or whatever. So they don't, they didn't see what I was doing, Mm. but now they just walk down in the basement and they see me doing all my stupid stuff down there. You know what I mean? And running on the treadmill. And so, you know, um, they think I'm like a superhero now, which is, cool you know yeah i mean you just want to influence them any way that you can so
0: Mm, no it it must be good i mean i I don't have kids myself but um i i help um at my taekwondo class with like some of the warm-ups and stuff like that i'm I'm training to be a an an instructor myself oh that's cool um so i'm big on like you know trying to get the next generation into it and stuff like that and um a few of my co-workers have actually brought like their kids and grandkids to um to my to the class and stuff and they've gone home and they've been like uh oh, oh when I grow up I want to be like Jack and stuff like that and that's, awesome. Yeah. Once, and like, that's awesome so you know it's a really nice feeling to have and you know it definitely it made my day when when i said that so i can't imagine yeah, just what it would be a, like yeah, just having just kids of when own. you have
1: a kid yeah yeah when you have a kid looking at you that way it's like you know like my son now he's only three and uh when i come upstairs in the morning after my workout the first thing he says is dad how was your workout you know what i mean oh, and it's like that's yeah. awesome you know what i mean like It's just, it's, it's cool to be able to have them see that, you know what I mean? Cause I, I didn't have that growing up. My parents were not, my parents were alcoholics and smoked and there was no fitness in our house whatsoever. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't have those influences growing up for me. It was turning on the TV and seeing athletes and being like, man, I want to, I want to look like these guys. You know what I mean? Um, but I just didn't know how, especially when yeah. I was younger, you know, but
0: yeah, well, I think yeah, it's definitely good that your kids are getting to observe it for themselves as well instead yeah. of just being told like you should do this or something they're getting to see yeah because they well. won't, yeah, yeah, they
1: won't, you know what I mean
0: mm. okay, um so what what kind of uh workouts are you doing then down in the basement? I see you, so, you follow some like YouTube stuff as well. And yeah. you do a lot of like body weight, uh, calisthetic kind of stuff. Yep. So what kind of yeah, things do So
1: um, when the pandemic hit um, and I couldn't go to the gym anymore, you know, I had the treadmill down here and obviously I could run, but you can't just do that all the time. Mm. So um, I started messing around with the Nike training app and I was doing some of the classes on there. And uh, I was never a class guy before the pandemic. I was, you know, get up every day, go to the gym, you know what I mean? And uh, once, once that happened and I was forced to find another avenue, that's when I started exploring the apps and YouTube. And um, I would say over like the last six months, I've been strictly with um, those Heather Robertson workouts. Okay. And I mean, it it kicks my ass. Like every day it kicks my ass because it's such variety, you know what I mean? It isn't like when I would go to the gym and, you know, you fall into those patterns of doing the same stuff over and over again. Mm. This is, this is cool because, you know, it's, first of all, it's all free. But second of all, if you sign up, um every month she puts out um a thirty day calendar and um all you have to do is click on the days and it takes you right to a video and it's you know it's it's that simple so mm, okay. um i've been I've been doing all that stuff, and I mean my body has drastically changed in a year, just core strength and stability and um i I feel like my stamina's up um And, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, there's no going back. I mean, I I went to a gym this morning with my cousin for the first time in 16 months and it was like weird. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it felt like I had people all around me and, you know, I didn't have a TV screen to focus on my workouts. It's like all this chaos going on. I was like, man, just get me back in my basement, man. Like, (laughs) I don't need all this nonsense. You know what I mean? People, coaches yelling at me and stuff like I don't
0: need that shit I you know I do this stuff every day you know yeah no I I totally it the the more we're talking it's almost like we've been on a similar journey this year because for me like previously I was going to the gym and stuff I was using you know the barbells and stuff like that and then Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. we obviously went into lockdown I was stuck I was I was I was running a bit more I was doing some more body weight stuff and then um I, I haven't actually gone back to the gym but I started uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu about a year ago now and as part of the membership we get to use they have like an upstairs area it just has like some basic stuff a bench and everything and I was like oh that's Mm -hmm. great now I get to like use that and not have to pay for the gym and go to another place I just get to like do the Jiu Jitsu and then go upstairs if I want I haven't used it much I've been up there a few times and every time I go up there I just seem to use like the kettlebells and stuff which is stuff that I have at home so it's, at home yeah yeah, it's, it's quite like interesting when I, I, I was forced to like get away from the main like compound movements yeah. and, like bro split and I don't I don't want to go back and like I said yeah even after s- stopping doing that and stopping like bulking and stuff like that yeah I've, and I've done this more functional stuff and then I've actually gone there and practice my one rep max and my how you know how many i can do for reps mm-hmm. and it's ju- just to see like if if i'm stronger now or weaker now and i'm so much stronger than i used to be yeah it's crazy it's, same thing yeah.
1: happened to me too yeah same yeah, things ju- happened to me
0: just from running and wrestling guys and you know choking people out and somehow my bench has got gotten better you know <laughs> Doesn't make well, any sense. You're, out,
1: you're out swinging sledgehammers in the snow and shit too so that'll yeah. that'll <laughs> maybe maybe it's
0: had a bit of an effect but you know
1: yeah it was interesting watching you because I saw you were doing the same thing I was doing you know at home you know I saw you in your yard and everything like that and uh you know I had respect for what you were doing because it's by any means necessary you know what I mean because there's no going back like that Mm -hmm. was my whole mentality when everything shut down was like all right, I'm not going back to having big fat man boobs and, you know, muffin tops again. Like I've got to figure this out somehow. And, you know, thank God for YouTube and, and these apps and everything like that. Um, you know, and, and now it's at the point where there's no excuse there.
0: Welcome back. <laughs>
1: yo, <laughs> oh. Fake Reebok pump Wi-Fi, man. <laughs> My God, there's like, I looked outside. I guess there's like a storm coming or something.
0: Oh my God, have you frozen again? Oh no, you're back. It keeps freezing. Wait,
1: did I? Is it freezing again? Wait, wait, all right, yeah, I'm back
0: again. It froze a little bit, man.
1: Fucking trash, bro. You need to
0: sell some of those shoes behind you and get some better Wi-Fi. Oh, come on. You keep freezing now.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Now it's back up again yo this is crazy my god dude yeah we just came off we had like a 17 hour power outage just the other day yeah
0: it's been storming like crazy around here but yeah Yeah. all all right it looks like i'm (laughs) good looks like you're okay for now for now (laughs) i can't even remember you you were saying um you were there's like no going back to the gym, right? That's that's what we are talking about, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just how there's like no excuses now, you know what I mean? For people to not get their asses in shape. I mean, it's, it's right there. It's at everybody's yeah, with fingertips. Yeah, all, all the
0: apps and the YouTube stuff and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because yeah, I'm sure you know the people that I know too that like need fitness buddies to like go to the gym with them and all that nonsense. Yeah. It's like, just turn on the goddamn TV, put on some spandex and like, pick up a goddamn kettlebell it's it's
0: that easy you know yeah no i think as well as like one thing that's helped me i've spoke i've spoken to one of my it was actually the first guy i had on here called charlie um and it's good that like i I follow so many like yourself um there's a guy called cornelius you know cornelius it Uh, sounds
1: familiar
0: uh he he he's a sneaker guy as well but he posts like workouts and stuff there's a guy called greg obviously yourself i've got a good yeah. friend ben um who's been posting workout stuff so i think like even though i'm doing it on my own just seeing like all you guys like obviously you're in a completely different time zone to me so i'm waking up yeah. and i'm like damn <laughs> damn jesse <laughs> jesse's already at it you know so <laughs> so i've got to get up and do this now so no it's good like obviously i could be following like bums you know and not get any yeah, inspiration yeah. but it's good to like yeah. have a, a nice like group of people that you know that you see like every day on your feed that I feel the same way yeah
1: I feel the same way it, it all you know you um there's a few other people that yeah definitely inspire me to keep going um mm. and you know I've had enough people and I'm sure it's happened to you that have messaged you that are like you know how do how do you do it you know how do you yeah. how do you do this every day and you know in the back of your mind while you're doing it you're hoping that they're seeing it too like you know you just you just do it you just you know what i mean it's like
0: yeah it's the same as the 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 children the kids thing is like yeah you want people to see it to for them to yep. think like this is the normal way how to be healthy instead of like the eating disorders and the arguments yes. about not eating certain things it's like just set a yeah. good example without having to say it, say it to other people and that has been something that's happened like me and my good friend Charlie like he he's introduced kettlebells and fitness to a lot of different people that we know like in real life people that we went mm-hmm. to school and stuff who never even they didn't even make the mistakes at the gym that me and you were talking about yeah they yeah. literally haven't even exercised before and they're now yeah. buying their own kettlebells and stuff so it, it it really is like a you can infect people with it you know yeah you can you can really pass it on to each other
1: yeah and it's it's not about like a flex like look at me it's like mm you can do this too, that's why it's also important for me to show that like this shit's kicking my ass, like it's it's not easy, you know what I mean? Like I'm not getting up every day at four or five o'clock in the morning doing this stuff and being pumped about it every day, like it's it's really hard. So, you know, if you try and it's really hard, yeah, like that's that's how it is, but you just, you, you build on top, you know, little bricks here and there. Um,
0: And for you as well, most of the stuff you post is you, it's just you laying on the floor afterwards as well. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I I just, that's the biggest thing.
1: I mean, everybody that knows me in my personal life, I'm super transparent. Like I'm, you know, what you see is what you get. So I'm not trying to communicate anything different to social media, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just a fucking, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just a, I'm, I'm just a, old dad that's trying to stay fit and relevant and uh you know i'm just challenging myself every day and this new journey that i'm on after this whole year it's been challenging and exciting in a way because like you were saying you know you're discovering all of this new stuff and it just makes you want to do it more you know what i mean so yeah. That's what I mean. People just need to find their thing. Like if their thing is kettlebells, if they pick up a kettlebell and they're like, wow, I love doing these workouts, then do it. You know what I mean? Or some people want to ride bikes, some people run. But you got to find what that thing is, or you know, you're gonna be 80 years old and your kids are gonna have to wipe your ass because you're not gonna be able to like reach behind yourself anymore. And that's like a real thing. Like I've learned that through physical therapy and injuries that I've had, where it's like you know if you don't prepare your body for when you do get to that stage of your life people are going to need to take care of you and like i'm not ready for that shit i guess
0: mm, no chance. yeah yeah no that's that's a big thing that i've been focusing on as well is longevity like yes for, like for, for what i was doing before i was just obviously i was trying to pack on the muscle and stuff and people don't realize some of the problems that you get with being overweight you have the same problems with being over yes. muscle as well. I know it's yes. overweight technically, but like yes. you yeah. p- packing on too much muscle is it? It's yes. sleep ap- apnea, apnea, yeah, something. Yeah, sleep apnea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, you, you know, muscle, fat, whatever. If you have too much on yeah. your body, it it affects your breathing when you're sleeping. Yeah. They're just the same. So people don't realize that like yeah okay you can bench more than me at the gym but at what cost do you know what i mean if that does that mean that like you're not going to be able to like run around with your grandkids possibly yep. you know yeah yep. and as you know unless you're being paid a full-time wage to be that big or that like healthy yeah. unhealthy and be that muscly, yeah. then it, it it doesn't really balance to be all that worth it at the end of the day
1: well like you said you know it's about sustainability whether it's your diet or your workout it's stuff that you can carry with you for life. You know what I mean? Um, I worked with a guy in the uh, previous agency that I worked at. He was like in his fifties. And um, at that time I was like in my early thirties. And I remember he, um, he was a big bike rider. He would ride through, you know, all the parks around work and everything like that. And I remember at one point he, he sat down with me and he was like, you've got, to start stretching now every day. You got to start stretching now every day, or when you get into your 40s and your 50s and your 60s, you're going to be hurt and you're going to be getting hurt a lot. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna lose your flexibility. Um, and I laughed at him at that point. And then, you know, towards my late 30s, I really started breaking down. You know, with the backs and the knees and having to start physical therapy and all that stuff. So now it's like every morning when I get up it's probably it, it takes me an hour to be able to get started for a workout because I have to like foam roll I got to use those like massage guns I got to use like lacrosse balls you know all that stuff just to get ready um yeah. so you know people don't people don't think about that stuff you know
0: no admittedly that probably is one thing that I should start doing more I I, I stretch like before a workout and stuff, and I do a lot of like most of my like taekwondo training is just stretching because obviously you got to yeah. be flexible and stuff like that. And yeah, because I'm like quite a big guy. Flexibility has always been like my weakness in turn. Me know. too. So, um, yeah. So that that's one thing that I do need to work on. I've been thinking of starting some yoga and stuff like that, or I'll probably look yeah. at some of the workouts that you do. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: there's so. there's a lot of resources. I mean, there's um you know, I bought a foam roller and there's a video that I found on YouTube. It's 25 minutes long of just foam rolling.
0: Mm. And,
1: you know, it seems very tedious and a lot of the moves are um, you don't really think they're doing anything, but when you're done that 25 minute session and you stand up, I mean, it feels like I have a new body, you know, it feels Mm. like I'm like 35 again, instead of 42.
0: (laughs) No, so uh, that's the same with me. Sometimes I come out of Taekwondo and I'm like, I want to start taekwondo now like because I'm I'm fully like yeah yeah most, most flexible and... I've been like ready to go you know yeah after yep. like after the session yeah I, I I totally get you um yeah. how do you balance because obviously you you told me you work in a marketing company I believe yep, how do you balance yep. um your workouts like with because I assume the marketing company you do a, some sitting down and you know some desk work and stuff like that is that the case or? so
1: yeah i mean it's it's basically um you know what i'm doing right now i mean this is my office i just sit in here you know i mean and i do my work and um i uh, i guess when my daughter was born um just with how intense it is in the morning with just getting the kids ready and you know work starting that's when i started with the 4 a 4 a.m set my alarm at 4 a.m and mm getting everything out of the way so that, you know, if a meeting pops up at eight o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock in the morning, or if there's a hot job that I have to jump on, or if, you know, my kid decides to smear poop all over the walls or something insane first thing in the morning, I got my workout done. So I don't have to stress about it. Whereas before, you know, I work out at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock and I'd be in the gym and, my business partner would be calling me, you know, with a hot job. And then the anxiety sets in because I'm at the gym and I got to rush home and everything like that. So, you know, getting it in early, it's not easy. And, you know, I'm tired a lot of times in the morning, but being able to be done by seven, eight o'clock in the morning and have the rest of the day for whatever else is going to pop off. I mean, that's kind of how I I've gotten through it. Um, mm. yeah. But That being said, by four or five o'clock, I'm ready to go to bed. I mean, I'm like wiped by that point. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I won't. I I won't keep you much longer then if it's getting past your bedtime. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I'm getting ready to slip on my jammies (laughs) and my green tea. You know what
0: I mean? I'm I'm on my last legs right now. It's getting close to midnight, and I'm.
1: Is it really?
0: Yeah. I keep
1: forgetting. Like UK man, UK. uh...
0: Yeah. yeah
1: man meanwhile my wi-fi is all jacked up midnight
0: over by you yeah um that is actually all the questions that i had planned um obviously we've we've gone through a lot about fitness and stuff about sneakers um i've asked this to a few different people but if you could give like one piece of advice to someone maybe who's going through something similar to what you went through in the past to do with weight loss or just what you're going through now as, as someone who, you know, is balancing a family and, and fitness, just a bit one bit of advice that you could give to anyone that's, that's still listening.
1: Uh, I guess that the best piece of advice that I have is be transparent with your homies. Like they're build a little circle around yourself that you can lean on and be transparent with. And, you know, um, it's, it's so important for me to have that support system just to get through all of this, you know, everything that I go through during the day, whether it's, you know, the fitness stuff and, you know, work stuff and personal life, you know what I mean? Um, And, you know, there There comes a point in everybody's life, especially as you start getting older, where there's like those come to Jesus moments where it's like, okay, this is who I am, and um, I need to own it and I need to try to be the best version as of myself as I possibly can. And it's really just up to you, you know what I mean? Um, so I think just being honest with yourself and and building, a little community around you that will support you and love you and, um, you know, cheer you on is, is huge. I mean, that's what's gotten me to this point. I didn't get here by myself. You know what I mean? Um, Mm. so yeah, that's basically it. I would say.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely felt change when I started like surrounding myself with different kinds of people. I was, I was, I was in with a bit of a difficult crowd. Um, yeah, and I was, I was in a relationship and, and the person in a relationship, they didn't, they didn't want what was best for me, if you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah, sure. I think like most of my changes happened from like, they say, you know, you're, you're a combination of the five people you spend the most time yes. with. And luckily, yes. luckily that's my, my dad and um, yeah. my uh, taekwondo instructor and my jujitsu instructor yeah. and my friend yeah. Charlie. So I've got a lot yeah. of like good people around me. So That's um, yeah. I totally. I double down on what you said. Surround yourself with a good group of people.
1: Yeah, you you gotta have you know you know my wife is is amazing and she's there for me every day. But you also need those homies that you can pick up the phone and cry to or laugh with or just vent with just to get through your shit, whatever it is. Um, Mm. and that's huge. I mean, that's that's what got me through twenty twenty and. you know, it's, it's just so important um, to have that behind you. So, yeah,
0: for sure. It's a great bit of advice and um, yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm I'm sure anyone who's listened this far, you've definitely like helped a lot of people sharing your story and giving advice. Um, (laughs) If they, if they want to find you, follow you, you post, you know, sneakers and workouts and stuff, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, I mean, just on Instagram at at Jesse underscore wines and um, I mess around on Twitter a little bit at the same handle or whatever, but, you know, I say this to anybody, you know, don't hesitate to DM me, you know what I mean, any type of challenges that you're having or you know, fitness issues or you need motivation. I mean, I'm definitely not a fitness instructor or anything like that. I'm just a regular dude, but, um, I think I'm pretty good at motivating people. You know what I mean? Just through some of the stuff I've been through. So yeah, I mean, hit me up.
0: Yeah. Hit him up. You heard it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, no, I really appreciate you giving your time. Um, yeah. This was my
1: pleasure, man. I, this was awesome. No, great.
0: I've really enjoyed it and uh, hopefully uh, we definitely like extracted a lot of good information and advice and stuff for hopefully anyone that's uh watching if there is anyone out there um <laughs> but yeah anyone that is watching thank you for sticking around this long uh thank you Jesse for speaking yeah. to me and uh I'll see you in the next one goodbye Bye,
1: right, man peace